0: Hello, hello, I'm late, I know, I know I'm late. Let me explain what happened. (laughs) She's always got a fucking excuse. (laughs) Welcome back to My Big Sisters Podcast. I'm your host, Tina K. First of all, I do this alone, okay? (laughs) I'm sure if I had a team or I was signed and had engineers or producers or whatever the hell you need on a staff for a podcast, I'm sure it would be on time every week. But when you do it alone, <laughs> it's not that easy. What happened this week, let me think, let me think. Oh my God, sometimes, sometimes my days just get lost. So, you know, I usually record on Mondays. That way I can include the gossip from the weekend. And... I was so sick all weekend, and we'll get into that, that on Monday, I had to catch up on everything I was supposed to do on my to-do list over the weekend. Does that ever happen to you? I don't know if that's just like a me thing, poor time management, or if a lot of people experience that, where if you have like a whole to-do list for your Saturday and Sundays, and you don't get a lot of it done, it kind of overflows to Monday. And I remember when I worked an office job when i was in corporate i would always wish that the weekends were three days because if i had just one more sunday to get everything done it would just work out so much better so that's kind of what happened and then yesterday i was just exhausted i maybe because it was gloomy i don't really know i'm in new york so yesterday was a really like it wasn't even just it wasn't even raining it was like niagara falls i don't know if you've ever been there when you go to niagara falls Um, On either side, because of the falls, it just missed 24-7. It's just like a damp area. That's what it felt like over here yesterday. It was so gray. It was so misty. And just like, I couldn't stay awake. I was just out of it. And it's hard to produce when you feel like that. Because I have to be somewhat energetic. And I'm not all the time. I'm not like this all the time. I plan it. For the mo, I plan to record for the moments where I am and I drink a lot of coffee. Like I have to try to get my energy up, but I'm kind of quiet. Like I can get pretty low energy. I'm kind of low energy today, but I'm getting there. The sun's coming out. It's actually supposed to be fucking hot today. So, you know, I, I might go back into depression. <laughs> I really might. I fucking hate the summer. I don't like the heat. I don't. Like none of it. I don't love summer clothes. I don't do many summer things. It just kind of makes me depressed because everybody's doing shit that I can't do. Can't go to the beach. Can't sit outside all day. I don't like pools. <laughs> I'm just a fucking miserable bitch. <laughs> I'm just a fucking miserable bitch in the summer. I get summertime depression. But I've been trying to use clothing as a reason to like, look forward to it this year I want to get Cher I don't know if I'm going to I might get Cher a new stroller because it's too hot for for her as well she can't be outside that long when it's like above 70 because she's got a big furry black coat it attracts a lot of heat it holds a lot of heat So she can't go outside a lot either. So I'm trying to make accommodations to try to make the summer more enjoyable for me. And it probably will be because of the podcast too. But I'm really not looking forward to it. Also, I'm very anxious today. If I'm coming off anxious, I'm very anxious because I got to go to see my CPA later. Listen, stay at your corporate job. (laughs) Because being an entrepreneur and going to your CPA is so fucking stressful. Like I'm so stressed and I don't, you know, you know, the type of things like say if you get an STD test, but you know, everything's fine, but you still get anxious or like at the airport, I know everything's fine, but I'll still get anxious. That's how I feel before the CPA and not a lot makes me anxious, you know, not a lot because I usually don't care about a lot of shit, but I don't know. It's just making me so anxious. Like I almost want to sit stagnant until I need to leave and it's not till later so even getting ready to record this, um, I was just sitting in my chair trying to get myself worked up because I, I'm so overwhelmed. I just want to sit <laughs> and like scroll until I have to leave for my appointment because it's got me fucking stressed out. So if I'm not, if I don't sound like myself, that's why. Hold on. I just moved my fucking contact. Okay, I'm back. I had to fidget with my contact. So I ended up just, I just went to go take them out and now I have my glasses back on. Anyway, I forgot what I was saying, but, oh my God, I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) Girl, this episode is a mess. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I'm going to do my best. Let me just get into the drinks because I fucking totally forgot what I was saying. I have iced coffee. I have, I'm still drinking. Did I tell you guys I got that cold brew? I'm still drinking it. It's great. I don't believe it's as powerful as the ShopRite one, though. The shoprite bowl and basket cold brew is still superior. This one tastes good, but it's it doesn't give the same the same oomph that I need. You know, I just need to get a fucking espresso machine. I don't want an espresso. You already know my opinions on that. I might have to do it though because I don't want an espresso machine that I have to do the <laughs> with that lever and the pressing of. The, I can't do all that. That's too much work. I might have to get like a little Nespresso, even though I really don't want one. Um, And I looked at other easier espresso machines, but they're kind of ugly. And if it has to sit on the counter, I want it to look nice. Like, you know what I mean? I'm fucking annoying like that. I don't want ugly appliances. Uh, And I also have an ice water. I wanted to drink a seltzer, but I think yesterday the part of the reason I was low energy was because I just like wasn't drinking water. Some days I'll be so good about being hydrated, and then some days I'll just have like palm juice, seltzer, iced coffee, and just really not hydrate properly, and then I'll wonder like, hmm, I have a headache, hmm, (laughs) I'm tired, like I wonder, I fucking wonder why. Uh, Okay, I know a lot of you are wondering how do drinks go, and we will definitely get into that. So if you didn't know, I did upload an episode last week. I got a DM from someone (laughs) who said, what did she say? Something along the lines of how it appears like every week there's a new issue, some shit like that. And I posted on April Fool's Day that I'm quitting the podcast. And everybody was like, she's the only one that thinks that. (laughs) But it was just an April Fool's joke. Listen, I've gotten hate on the internet for since i started it was worse in the beginning like when i just started the hate comments and the shady comments and even in real life it was so much worse but i still get them you know i've been on the internet for years now is it like seven or eight years now i don't know i have to look up how long but i've been doing this for a really long time and you will get hate comments and i don't believe that was a hate comment i'm not calling it a hate comment But you'll be critiqued, you'll be judged, you're put under a microscope where everybody else, you know, can just exist on the internet. But when you're an influencer or claiming to do something or have some type of platform, people just, even if they don't do it themselves, if they don't have their own podcast or if they've never even tried it, they just like give their opinion, which is social media in itself. You know, ever since Facebook asks, what's on your mind? Literally, people just give you their opinion without asking, without like no one even asked. I could see if I put a question box and like, hey guys, how am I doing on the (laughs) body? But just in, they'll just slide in your DMs and tell you how they feel. And the profiles never have their picture. It's always something else. And that's the other thing. She didn't have a profile picture. It's not like I can go to her page and look at her account. It's always from like a burner or something. Um, I don't think it was hate. I just think that she was probably frustrated that there was no, she thought there was no episode, but there was. So just because I don't post it on the Instagram or something, when you go to your, wherever you listen to podcasts, when you go to that app, you'll see that there's a new episode for me. Um, I believe that if you have your notifications on, it will probably alert you or if you Maybe there's some type of bell. I know on Spotify you could put, you could hit follow or you could like ask to be notified every time I upload or something like that or any of your favorite podcasts. You could do that as well. So just because I didn't post it doesn't mean that, post about it doesn't mean that I didn't have an episode. I did put an episode out last week. I just didn't promote it because I didn't like the episode. And it technically doesn't exist. I think I even wrote in the description bar, if you're seeing this, no, you didn't. Like, we're not talking about it, but there was an episode. And like I said in the beginning of today, when you do it by yourself, you know, it's not the easiest. Like, I still don't know how to set up. I I watched a few videos on how to set up two microphones, but I'm still not getting it. I'm not the brightest, you know, like I'm still not. I think there's a piece I have to buy. I have to like lock in and figure out how to set up two microphones. However, I did find studios that I would like to work with. And I'm thinking if I'm going to have a guest, it might be easier to be in a like pay for a studio for the day or the couple of hours. You don't need the whole day, but like the couple of hours. And the studios come with a producer. So it's someone who knows how to do all this. They film it for you. They make sure everything's working while you guys are just talking because that's the other thing. I'm sitting here. It's just me. So I can see if I'm recording. I could see if anything's out of whack. I can see that, right? Even if I'm doing video, I'll be able to see if I'm in frame, all of that. But if I'm interviewing, I'm not going to be, or just having a conversation with a friend on the podcast to share with you guys, I'm not going to be able to view the monitor and pay attention to my guest. So it might be easier if I pay for a studio for those days. Um, I'm just trying to decide like who am I gonna have on because I read all the requests, but here's the thing, right? Here's the thing with having a guest or doing any type of interviews. Now, when you watch it- interviews like on Call Her Daddy or wherever, whoever else you watch, Those people are celebrities. So even if they don't interview well, it's still interesting content because you're interested in that celebrity. You wanna kind of know what's going on. You wanna see them. You wanna hear what they have to say. If I'm just to have a conversation with someone or an interview on my podcast and it's not a celebrity, I have to think about how I'm going to compensate for that and why would it be interesting? So if those people don't interview well or don't know how to speak publicly or get nervous or use a lot of like um, or have a heavy accent's okay, but really just if they don't articulate themselves a specific way, it's kind of hard to do that. And that's why a lot of podcast channels will have will kind of sync up with other people who podcast and not just like their random friends in their group. Because you have to know what to do and you also have to be comfortable with public speaking. You have to know that there's a difference between having a conversation off camera and off the microphone and just shooting the shit and then realizing, okay, I'm going to be recorded and thousands of people are going to listen and also kind of like media training because i'm i've been an influencer for a long time, right? I kind of know what you can and can't say. And of course, you could say whatever you want, right? But the reality is it's too much of a risk to give your honest opinion about every topic. Just like here, I don't discuss politics because you're never going to win. You're, I'm, you're never going to win. I could have the best opinion. I could be absolutely right with the facts. And then there's there'll still be a group of people who will be enraged, because that's what politics does to people, enraged about what I say. So it's just better to, you know, leave that to the people who want to be into politics and who know more. But not everyone thinks that way. That's why, like, in your daily life, You'll talk to people you know, or at work, or family, and they'll kind of say things where you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, why are they so comfortable? At least that's how I think, because I think in terms of like, what could bite me in the ass? Do you know what I mean? People don't think that way. So even though there's people I would love to have in the podcast, I have to think about their media training, and that's something they may have never thought about. I've been studying media training for years now. I I just happen to like it. I think I've told you guys that. I love I love journalism and I love the way people speak and I study it. I read books on it. I've been reading things on media training since I started. People don't do that. People don't do that. Usually someone who wants a podcast sometimes they'll look into it, but you know, everyone feels like they could start a podcast and you can. But that media training part comes in later. A lot of the podcasts that you see that are doing really well, they already had media training. Even like Joe Rogan, before he started his podcast, he was on TV. So he knew all that. He knows what he's doing. Even if he keeps saying like, oh, I'm just a dumbass on the microphone. He kind of knows what he, they all know what they're doing. So it's hard to just, you know, I have ideas and everything, but I have to think about the way people speak, what they talk about. How many likes and ums they have in a conversation. So (laughs) it's going to take me a little bit to find. Well, I can also reach out, I guess, to other podcasts. But I don't know who I would want to. I guess the word is collaborate. I don't even know who I would want to do. It's called a crossover. A crossover episode with. I don't even know yet. So that's why I haven't had anyone. And that's why it's difficult. I do this all by myself. You know, I hope to get signed. But it's just not that easy when you do it alone and you don't know all of the electronical parts (laughs) of having a podcast. So it takes a little bit longer and it's a little bit harder to stay consistent. And by the way, people who do have a team or a co-host or a producer are still not as consistent as I. So calm it down. Let's take it day by day. And with that being said, I might skip next week. Hold on. Let me look at the date. Yeah, next week I have my infusion, babe. So for my infusion, um, it takes, what the fuck is it? Bank of America. Oh my, the scam emails are out of control. I don't even have Bank of America. (laughs) And yeah, what? I can't... I don't even know what this is. I don't even have Bank of America. I'm getting, like, crazies. Do you get that? Just crazy scam emails? Hold on. I need a drink. Okay, yeah. Next week, I have an infusion, right? So, my mom comes. My mom mom comes. And I think my sister, my little sister, is going to come and stay with me. So... Before my infusion, <laughs> I have to deep clean. Well, I like to do that before my mom comes anyway, just to make sure everything's clean, make sure the, the guest room is all clean and do all the sheets and everything. And then I don't know if I'll have time to get it. I'm going to try. I don't know if, if I'll have time to get it in. And the day of my infusion, I'm there all day. It takes hours. you got to arrive a little bit early. Um, sometimes they're super full, so you have to wait. And I would even record it there, except I'm not awake. So some people don't need a lot of Benadryl. I think I've told you guys this. I'm allergic to the treatment. So the treatment takes six hours, right? So I'm on an IV for six hours. But before they even start you, they have to do blood work because you can't get the treatment if you have an infection, if you have COVID, if you have anything. So they do your blood work and check, do all the tests. So I basically get like a fucking STD test every six months because they have to check just in case. And they have to check for everything. I get COVID tested, antibodies. They also check my antibodies every time. So that takes a little bit of time because you go in and you just, they do your blood work. Then you wait for the results. And then if your results are good, which they should be. I mean, I feel fine, so they should be. They wait for your results and then they start you and the infusion, the drip is like four to five hours, I think, so it's a long time. And then on top of it, I'm allergic to it. I think I mentioned that. I don't know if I did, I can't remember, but I'm allergic to it. Some people are and some people aren't, so it is a normal thing, But I was so allergic to it that when it would wear off, when the Benadryl would wear off, my skin bubbled like on my face and my throat was getting tight. (laughs) Fucking crazy. So the first time, so, well, no, every time. The first time you go, like your first treatment, which was last year, they give you a little Benadryl just in case, right? So I knock out, I don't take anything like that. I don't really take allergy pills. I don't take Benadryl. I don't take anything that makes you tired. So I'm not used to it. My body's not used to it. And I knocked out. They gave me the Benadryl. It was probably just one and I knocked out. As it was wearing off, I was waking up and my fucking skin was bubbling and my throat was issues. So they had to give me more. So then when I went back the next time, they made a note of that and gave me more. They give me so much that I sleep a majority of the time and even when I'm awake, I'm kind of out of it and, or, and I'll eat, I'll watch TV with my mom and then I fall back asleep. So the infusion to me feels like an hour, <laughs> but we're there for a long time. And then after I leave, um, like I would do it afterwards, but then I'm just tired. I don't know why it's, it's the medication, the actual infusion, the medication that they're giving me makes you tired at least for like that day and then the following few days like it takes me a few days to kind of get my energy back even with coffee and stuff it's just you just feel fatigue for a couple of days and then when that wears off I feel great so it's worth it but it's just it takes a lot it takes a lot it's it's yeah it's a lot so I don't know if I'll be able to get an episode up for next week so next week there might not be one if there is, I will let you know. And I'm definitely going to try because I don't want to skip. Um, But. Oh, yeah. Will I? OK, if Bella's here, too, that's my sister's name. I don't know if I would record then. Uh, anyway, I'll keep you updated on stories, but that's what's going on. My sister might be coming because it's her spring break and I have my infusion. And that kind of beats the shit out of me. And my mom stays with me, so. She comes with me and then she stays with me overnight um, because my boyfriend has to go to work. He can't, he can't like take off for every, if he were to take off for every fucking appointment I had, (laughs) he can't do that. So we manage between people. um, So she's going to take off. Oh no, I think she works for my house like while I'm sleeping. She can do her job from home sometimes. So she'll, she'll bring her computer and work from here. But she'll stay with me the next day, just in case, just because one, I am allergic to it. So even when I get home, I'll take another Benadryl. Two, it's extremely painful. I don't know if I mentioned that to you guys. It's real. And I told my doctor that and she was like, what? Why? Like, girl, if you've never had the treatment, shut up. (laughs) Like my doctor, God bless her. She's amazing. Like truly, truly, truly. She saved my life. But sometimes her reactions piss me off. Like I said, yeah, it's really painful. Have Has anyone else said that? And she was like, what? Why is it painful? Girl, what do you mean? Like it's fucking painful. And maybe they're just not telling you, but it is. And I don't look it up, but my mom told me that um, the side effects say it's flu-like sy- symptoms. So for, it's not for everyone. Not everyone is going to feel that extreme body pain. But for me... <laughs> It feels like my bones are trying to escape my skin. That's how painful it is. So by the time I'm home, it is so fucking painful. And I'll take a Tylenol, but it doesn't it doesn't fully get rid of it. Like it's like a, it's like an aching, sore, flu-like pain. So even if you take Tylenol, it's not completely gone. Like your your whole body just aches. Like it's it, it hurts to lay down. It hurts to stand up. It hurts to walk. So she'll stay with me the whole next day just in case, you know, anything's wrong and to just help me like take care of Cher or help me with anything so that way I can just sleep because I'm so tired that I'm sure I could be okay by myself, but Maybe some people would consider that it's better to not be alone when you're that fatigued and then and in that much pain. So she'll be with me. So I'll be fine. It sounds more dramatic than it is. Like I'm usually fine, but that's how dramatic it fucking gets. <laughs> and if you get the same treatment, don't DM me, please. I'm working through this. I'm getting better talking about it. And I think I told you guys in a prior episode, I think I'm going to do an episode about everything um because I think I'm getting better at it but I'm I'm feeling it again like as I'm getting closer to my appointment I start and not a lot gives me panic attacks but like I'm not like an anxious person all the time I'm really not but something about it like thinking about getting to the infusion center which is in a hospital and just thinking about it and 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 I don't, I don't know. It's something about the building where as soon as I'm in the lobby, I start, like, I can't breathe. I can't, I I can't feel my limbs. Like I go, I go numb. Like I just start panicking and I have, I'll be like totally fine. We'll be on the way and I'll be fine. We'll be laughing and joking and whatever. And then I get in the building and that's it. I just start like fucking hyperventilating. It's so dramatic. It is so dramatic because I'm not like that all the time so I'm gonna I would I really want to do an episode about everything I really do like I genuinely want it's not the type of thing like you don't have to whatever no I want to but it creeps up on me I'll think I'm feeling confident about talking about it and then somebody will say something or there'll be a specific situation or I'll read something by accident and then that's it I just like freak the fuck out it's I have no control. I think they call it a panic disorder. Mine is probably health-induced panic disorder where I don't have that like aching anxiety 24-7, but something will catch me off guard and I guess I get triggered and then I can't fucking breathe. So I'm going to try my best because I would love to talk about it more, but it's I feel like it's almost not up to me. Like, it's literally not up to me. My my body reacts to it. I have no idea. So I'm going to try my best. But that's what's going on. That's what's next week. So far, I feel good about it. Like, I'm going into it like, no, no, no. I'm going to be fine. We're used to this. We've done it a few times already. It works great. I feel so good once I'm not tired anymore. It really, it significantly helps me. And then I get there and I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> also, I get a little anxious because... um. I mean, the COVID restriction should be done, no? What the fuck? Listen, that gets me pissed off. And if they don't let my mom in with me, guess who's going to be on fucking TikTok screaming about it and making a fucking scene because I'm tired of this shit. Everybody else gets to have a fucking friend to go to their fucking sonograms or fucking whatever else, whatever else type of fucking infusion. And my mom can't sit with me for my appointment because they try that every time. I mean, we always find a way for her to come with me, but it's a little bit ridiculous because here's the thing. I could see if we were in an open space and maybe it's like germs with other people and we're all compromised. I get that. Okay. I'm fucking reasonable, but we're all in private suites. It's not a curtain in between us. They're actual rooms. They're actual smaller rooms in the hospital. Because you go to the hospital and there's a treatment center. It's for cancer patients. It's for people like me. And there's suites. Like there, there's doors that close. It's not just curtains like in an ER. So if I'm in this room and they're in that room. And the guidelines are six feet, right? Like CDC says six feet. Then what the fuck? Also, my infusion center is very far away. And... I wouldn't be able to drive myself back. So you're aware that I have to take tons of Benadryl. You're aware that the treatment makes you fatigued. And you're aware of how far I am from the treatment center. Yet it's not okay if if someone sits with me and makes sure I'm okay. Another thing, I'm knocked out the whole time. So what about my belongings? What about, um, you know having someone advocate for me while I'm passed out. Like, I don't understand. It's so fucking stupid to me because you can bring a friend or a family member whatever to so many different appointments, but something this serious, it's like a big fuck you. That pisses me off because I don't ask for much. It's not like I go in there and give anyone a hard time. Everything is fine, right? But my mom can't stay with me and it's in a private room. Also, here's the other thing. I could see if they're like, you have to take a rapid when you get in or provide a rapid when you get there, something like that. They literally fucking COVID test me when I get there via blood work, by blood work, not a rapid. They do my blood work and check it. So if you're checking mine, my mom obviously drove me here. You have no idea if I live with her or not. What's the fucking difference if she's with me in the room and if she's just sitting there? I don't know why they fucking do this, but it's, I've argued with them before and they all blame it on each other. The only people who are like adamantly like, no, we'll help get her in are the nurses and God bless those nurses. They are, the, the infusion people nurses are some of the most lovely people I've ever experienced. And I don't know if it's because they deal with patients like me and can- cancer patients as their job. So they're more empathetic. Because you know, some nurses have like, there's like a whole mean girl um, stereotype about them. I don't know where that happens because it doesn't happen to me, okay? The nurses I've dealt with in the ER, in at my doctor's office, in my infusion center are so lovely because most of the time, you know what? They're probably just being nice to me because I'm in a panic attack. So when you get there, before you even get to your suite to do the blood work, they have to do triage just like any other hospital. So you get there and they do your blood pressure and they do um, your temperature, just the regular triage. And usually I'm hyperventilating (laughs) with tears (laughs) coming down my face, like ugly crying tears because I've just hyperventilated and they're always so to me it's funny here's the other thing i'll have a panic attack right i'll full blown bitch can't breathe like <sighs> like fully can't breathe shaking hysterical telling my mom i can't do this telling her we have to go telling her to get me out of the country just fucking dramatic and full blown meltdown like i feel impending doom like full on don't want to live like this anymore also because i can't I can bring Cher, but I'd rather not because I really don't want her on the hospital floors. (laughs) I'm allowed to bring her, though, because, you know, she's my service animal and she does make me feel better. So I bring her to MRIs, but I don't bring her to um, the infusion just because it's such a long day and there's no grass patches outside like this is in Manhattan. So it's a little bit harder to bring her. So I don't bring her to that. So when I'm without her, the full blown panic attacks, babe, like ugly, ugly. Ugly. I don't even wear makeup anymore because just the lashes fall off, the mascara down my face. Ugly. And they're so sweet about it. <laughs> they're so fucking nice about it. They'll start like, they'll just be really nice. And then they'll ask me shit to like calm me down and get my mind off of it. They'll be like, oh my God, your nails are so pretty. Like, where did you get them done? They'll, they'll be really, really sweet and just kind of help me deflect and think about something else. They bring um they'll bring me juice and water and like graham crackers and whatever fucking cheap <laughs> whatever cheap fucking hospital food that they can provide they are so lovely so i'm really grateful to them because they also so you're there for a long time and they can provide lunch i mean i bring my own or i'll just uber eats whatever but they they'll make sure my mom has stuff they'll bring you juices and everything they're really really lovely um, I'm really the one that's like Dramatic <laughs> as fuck But I don't understand I I don't understand that I feel like it's it's a huge lack of empathy Because obvious Like no one wants Nobody in the infusion center wants to be there Right? Like come on You think I want to fucking be here? And they'll ask me too The nurses are so sweet They're like oh my god are you okay? Like what's what's going on? And I'm just like I don't want to be here Like are you kidding me? I don't want to be here. And I think I've said a few times I've choked out to the nurses like I have a really hard I'm just honest about it. And I say I have a really hard time accepting my reality with this. So being here is painful for me, like mentally, it it breaks my spirit because I'll feel great. Right. Like I'll go through my life and feel pretty okay. because you get used to yourself, too. You get used to your symptoms And it's my normal. I don't know anything different. So I feel I'll be fine. And then you get there and it's very fucking real. And I think that's what takes me away a little bit. So of course I cause a fucking scene, but I can't help it. And then on top of it, security is trying to tell me my mom can't be with me. Listen, (laughs) you're gonna have to work with me here because you're either gonna let her come with me and we're on time and we don't fucking hold everything up for everybody else. That's the other thing. You think I want to have a panic attack and delay everyone behind me as if everyone's happy to be here? It's not about me. It's not my fucking world. I'm doing my best. But like, help me help you, okay? Just let her come with me. We've done this how many times? So this time, um, because I believe all the COVID restrictions are lifted, so I don't know if that also applies to the hospital. And I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't even want to ask if I can bring her. Because if they say no and then they're notified that I might try or something. So I think we're just going to show up. <laughs> and if they don't let me bring her in, I will have a full meltdown. And I'll still get the infusion and I'll do everything to be on time. So I don't hold anybody else up because it goes by appointment time. But she's going to have to come with me. Because I don't know, hon. Like the other thing is I am i don't take any anti-anxiety meds because I really don't like them. Um, Sometimes I'll take xanax before mris and stuff just because like the claustrophobia i don't think i'm gonna do that for the infusion because i'm already gonna get benadryl so for the infusions i don't really like to be too medicated just because i have to it's so much stuff going into your body they have to give you benadryl tylenol pepcid steroid plus the medication in the infusion you have to get pepcid because it's going to give you heartburn and they don't want you throwing up. They have to give you Tylenol because they know about the body pain. They have to give you Benadryl if you're allergic. Also, do you know what that feels like getting all that through an IV? Sometimes I, like, nearly throw up because it hits your body so intensely. I'm awake for, like, once they start and it and it hits the bloodstream, it takes, like, maybe 60 seconds and then I'm knocked out. It fully knocks you out. It's insane. So I don't like to take anything prior because it's so much in my body. Like, it, can't, what is health? It's so hard. It's like, what is healthy? It's not healthy at all, but it's something that saves my life. So I don't know. But they better not give me a fucking hard time because I will throw a fit. I'm really tired of that. It's really not making sense to me. I could see if we were all sharing a room, but we're not. We're in separate suites. And she'll wear a mask in the lobby. Like the the nurse are wearing masks. No one else is in and out. So, and also you're allowed to Uber eat. So that's the other thing too. You're allowed to Uber eat. So I'm allowed to have a fucking driver bring the food. But my mom can't sit with me, even though you just COVID tested me. Okay. The whole thing is just fucking stupid. So I might not, <laughs> all that to say, I might not have an episode for the next week or two weeks, just because I'm not sure. You know, it's just, it's a lot. I'm going to try, though. I'm definitely going to try. Um, before I go into the drinks update. Oh, should I just go into that and skip Hot Topics? Because I fucking was talking too much. Um, oh, I can't decide. No, maybe I'll do Hot Topics because the drinks update is not. It's not that much. No, I'll just go into the drinks and we'll talk about hot topics next time or something just because the hot topics are boring like I have everything I have I'll tell you quickly what I have we'll do it quickly this is how boring they are I watched the Brooke Shields pretty baby documentary on Hulu it is very good she talks about being sexualized and objectified very young in age you have to watch it okay you have to watch it it's fucking insane she also talks about being raped she also talks about having severe postpartum depression. And I, I think this is a very important documentary for all women to watch, no matter what you believe in, what you, it doesn't matter. I just think you, ha- you have to watch it. Please, please watch it and let me know. Let me know your thoughts. After you watch it, DM me. Even if you say, I watched it. You don't have to give me your whole opinion, but please, I think it's really important for women to watch The Barbie movie is coming out July 21st, day before my birthday. Also, the podcast will be a year old on my birthday. So how are we going to celebrate? We have to have a party. Um, I'm definitely going to see the Barbie movie. I don't think it's going to be a kid movie. I think it's like, I think it's going to be like very, what's the word? Um, What's the word when something is like deep and makes you think? God, I can't, you're probably saying it to me. You're probably fucking screaming it to me right now. I know, I know. The word, like, like, I fucking can't think of it. I think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be a movie that makes you think. I think it's going to reflect the, this is my prediction. I, and I haven't read this anywhere because the trailer doesn't give you a lot, but I think it's going to be somewhat of, the realities of being a woman and being pushed to like look a specific way and having to be perfect all the time while also managing a job and all these different things. I think it's going to kind of be like that. I'm not sure though because it's not set anywhere. But that's what I think. It, I don't think it's going to be like a kid movie. And a, hold on. Cher is – I wonder if you guys can hear her. I must be getting a package. Yeah, because my ring is going off too. I think it's going to be like that. I don't think it's going to be like a kiddish type of movie. But I will be going to see it. And I'm very excited. <laughs> and I think I want to go to the movie theater. I don't know. Sometimes I get a little nervous um, going to movie theaters just because of all the shootings and stuff. But I really do want to go see it in theaters. Uh, What else do I have on here? Oh. Khloe Kardashian claimed she was single. She went on the Jennifer Hudson show and they asked her if she was still with Tristan and she said she's single. Now, listen, I believe her. I know that there's so many tabloids about like, no, they're dating. They were seen at this party. They were seen at this party. (sighs) Or maybe she is lying. I don't know, but the Kardashians are notorious for keeping their their ex-husbands or the father of their children close for the kids and just because they're they're very aware that the internet is forever once it's on the internet it's forever so they're aware that their children eventually are going to have free reign to the internet they won't be able to control everything that they hear or see and the last thing they want is for their kids to see mommy dashing, bashing daddy because listen it doesn't matter your kid like think about it when you were a kid kids don't get it yet it takes a long time for that even teenagers they don't get it right away some kids do some kids don't and it's better to lead with kindness and even if you're not with the father be as respectful as you can and then when your child is older They can explain, you know, we weren't together because he did this, this, and this. And when they're like, how come you didn't fucking try to kill him for that? He was such an asshole. Then you could say, because he's your father. And I never wanted you to think a certain way. I never wanted you to experience that type of pain. I never wanted you to think. Also, they have to parent the children together. So I'm sure some of it is appeasing him. They play the long game, if you haven't noticed. I'm sure some of it is appeasing him so that way True, and I know they have a son together as well, so that way her kids can have their father around. He might... He's fucked, okay? The shit he does, like, is traumatizing and it's heartbreaking. I'm sure that if she wasn't appeasing to him or just like telling him what he wants to fucking hear, I'm sure he would take it out on the kids because look, he's always with them. Is he with his other children? He's got other kids and he's not as available to the other mothers the way he is to Chloe. and maybe that's because she's a Kardashian or maybe it's because she's beautiful even though his exes are gorgeous. All the other, the women are, all, all of them are absolutely beautiful. She might be playing the... She's a Cancer too, right? Oh, she... Listen to me. Never underestimate a Cancer and the decisions they make. There is always 10 reasons behind it that don't make sense to everybody else in the beginning. They play the long game. She might just be appeasing him so that way her children have their dad in their life and have nice memories. And she doesn't want to... Maybe she does... This is what I'm thinking. She might not want to be kind of rude or like at even even distant, you know, or even cold because he might fucking take it out on the kids and not like yelling at them and stuff, but he might isolate himself from shame and then not be available to his children. She's a mother first and forth, foremost. I mean, you could tell. I have no doubt that she... I have no doubt that there's nothing she won't do for her kids. She's probably a fantastic mother. And just like most of us would do as women, we're going to make those decisions for our children. Even if you make decisions for your kids, even if it goes against what you want to do for yourself, she might just be appeasing him. So that way her kids have their dad in their life because she might've witnessed like, first of all, I know that they started dating while he while well, his ex was pregnant, and everyone's like, Well, you get it, you lose him how you get him. And uh, but there's so much pick me insecurity with that. She's clearly not the most confident in herself. She's had the world call her the ugly sister her whole life. I mean, she's clearly not the most secure. So she picked someone who was a piece of shit, but she had two fucking kids with him. Life is a long road. And there's tons of women who do not realize these things about picking a partner up until they're in their late fifties. So let's be kind about it. And I'm sure she realized very late that if I push this man away, or if I show him any type of animosity, he's not going to be there for our children. And that's not what they want for the kids. That's what I think. And if they are fully back together, that's her journey. That's her journey and that's for her and her friends to work through. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to stay with a piece of shit, if you want to stay with someone who disrespects you privately or publicly, it's your fucking journey. Some people are masochists like that. Some people don't love themselves a lot, and some people weren't raised to love themselves or choose themselves. We don't know we know that Chris has done everything, Chris Jenner has done everything in her power to make those kids successful. But you don't know what that may have cost them. You don't know if that meant just business or if she also taught them to value themselves. We have no idea. From what I see, (laughs) there were no conversations about self advocacy. There were no, Chris did not have those conversations. She had those wake up at seven and get to work conversations. She didn't have those conversations with you need to choose yourself. You need to love yourself. You are perfect the way you are. It doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter how beautiful you, it doesn't matter how how you feel about yourself. You don't need surgery. You don't need, you don't need this man. We got your back. Throw him to the streets. No conversations about choosing the right partner. Like, hey, if he already, if his ex is pregnant, he's probably stepping out. Like he's probably a liar and a cheater probably don't shack up with him. Do you know what I mean? They didn't have those conversations. You could tell me that they did and Chris can go on TV and say that they did and she could swear on the Bible and tell me she did. I don't think they had those conversations. She didn't prioritize teaching those girls self-love. She didn't. I know she prioritized their careers, which is more than most, okay? I don't think she's a bad mother, at all I think she's a fantastic mom and I think she did the best she could but the the way these women feel about themselves is very evident and I think it's also evident in um, Courtney specifically because you could tell Courtney has a lot of resentment for the way that they still embrace Scott. It's almost like she realized she doesn't have a lot of self-love. she did all the therapy and she prioritized herself and her children, and she seems a little bit frustrated that they don't know how to do that. And they refuse to do that. So I don't think self-love and choosing the right men in their life was a big conversation in that household. I really don't. And that's, you know, it's a very complex topic. I mean, there's a lot of moms who don't do that. And even even just building a... Building up your daughter, like it, maybe the conversation doesn't have to be about your partner, but about teaching your daughter specifically because this world really makes women work 10 times harder and have to look a certain way. Like it's just insane. Even if you don't teach a little girl to love herself no matter what, that will show in their relationships. And I think that's what happened here. So she definitely prioritized their career (laughs) and taught them how to, taught them how to hustle, which is a great skill, but there was no self-love conversations. And that self-love journey is not easily learned. You might think so because common sense is like, babe, he is publicly humiliating you. Like he literally can't be outside without getting somebody pregnant, which is disgusting as well. Like how, does he just like walk around with STD tests? Like why does he get, how? How? It's so, oh, it's, he, he has, we call this community peen, (laughs) community peen. He is for everybody. And you would think like, you don't want that man. Why would you want to stay with that? He's, you have no idea. Like the self-love journey is so long and so hard to put together. I also have a theory that there's addiction in it. And some people call it sex addiction. Some people call it love addiction stress addiction. I think she might have a toxic addiction to her response to the stress, right? She's been, oh, has she really been overweight? I feel like she was just a normal size and then she was just called fat, but she was always a normal, healthy size. And then she lost weight due to stress. That man stressed her Stressed her out so bad that now she is fully athletic. Like she's she's in that gym. She she works out for hours. She has muscle tone. She could probably run long lengths. She could probably, meaning like miles. She I don't know why I didn't just say that. She could probably run for miles, hours. She probably does a lot. Like she works out. Okay, I don't think it's Ozempics. I've been telling you, I don't think it's Ozempics. I think it's stress and I think she has an addiction to that motivation. So like you ever see, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but like it's, I've I've told you about this. It's like a meme. Like if you want to lose weight, go through heartbreak. You'll lose 15 pounds in two weeks. You don't need fucking Ozempics. Get your heart broken. Okay. (laughs) Be in a toxic relationship and you will shed the fucking weight because you're just so, you can't even eat. Your heart's racing. You can't sleep. You just drop the weight. It's all the stress. She might be in a toxic cycle with that because the results made her glow up. Every report about her is how she's beautiful. Her hair always looks gorgeous. She's super thin. She's super fit. And that's what she's always wanted to accomplish. And it only happened after she was stressed the fuck out from her ex-husband and her current man. She might be in that cycle of this is the only way I could stay in shape. You know what i mean that's my theory so i don't know if that fully holds i don't know if i made any sense but that's what i think what else do i have on here oh speaking of ozempics dolores catania is that how you say her name from uh housewives i don't watch housewives but i, ca- I catch all the news on it because one of my friends watches housewives so because we talk so often her TikTok for you page trickles into mine so i get all the fucking housewives updates and she just did one of them interviews with um, Andy Cohen. I don't know what that, what is that show called? Andy Cohen After Dark? I made that up. I don't know if that's what it's called. But she said she, everybody's on a and she's on it because she wasn't about to be the only one fat on the, on the fucking reunion. I don't know if she said it like that, but I thought that was so funny Um, I think that's a toxic way of thinking, but as I've told you a million times, if it wasn't Ozempics, it would be something else. It's never not anything. It's never not anything. It's always going to be something. I think it's just so many people are openly speaking about Ozempics that they're more comfortable talking about it, but before that, they were doing other things. This is like the phenomenon of people being obsessed with, oh my God, Ozempics, it was always something. Before that, it was lap bands. Before, Do you know how many people have lap bands on the low? Do you know how many people? It's just what people are comfortable talking about and what's trending. And I think the pharmaceutical company that owns Ozempics probably paid for a They probably have an amazing PR company and they probably paid for a lot of um, mentions in pop culture, which made celebrities more comfortable talking about it. And that's why it, everyone's so open about it. But prior to that, it was a million different things that people were not comfortable speaking about. They would just be like, oh, I'm just eating less and <laughs> and I work out, I'm a trainer and, you know. Also, I've gotten a few messages from you guys who are on it who have told me it's also about diet and exercise that you could be on Ozempic and not lose any weight at all. And it just depends on if you really need it. It depends on um, your diet and exercise because some people, I guess the whole idea is you're not hungry and some people aren't hungry at all. And then some people, it just really levels out, I guess, your sugar levels and it has to do with, um, PCOS and diabetes. So it's not just like other weight loss drugs. It's not just the drug. You do have to maintain a certain lifestyle. And when you come off of it, Everything goes back to the way it was prior. So if you don't maintain the lifestyle of eating less and working out, the weight will go back on because it's, I don't think it's that it helps your body shed weight. It just helps people not want to eat as much and not want to drink as much. Cause I also read an article that it helps with addiction. So if you smoke or drink a lot, it, um, helps people stop drinking and smoking. So if you're also not drinking you're going to lose weight if you know what i'm saying so it helps with cravings and addiction like food addiction sugar addiction but once you go off if you didn't re if you didn't reconstruct your habits in that time and stick to it the weight will go back on so it's not just about which i don't know how they're fucking injecting themselves personally not for me not for me, I I don't mind getting needles. I'm really, really used to it, obviously, right? I get infusions, I get blood work all the time. I'm not like needle scared, but injecting myself, <laughs> I don't think i have cut out for that. So that's the other thing, like all these people, oh my God, just to be skinny, they're literally comfortable with, in- to me that's traumatizing. Like if you're sick and you have to inject yourself a medication, that's very sad. Like that's a very, it's something to really recognize as unfortunate. And then here a celebrity is going and doing it anyway because they just want to be skinny. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. But like I said, if it's not this, it'll be something else. Um, what else do I have here? Let me mark off so I don't repeat myself. Oh, love is blind. You wanted to talk about love is blind. Okay, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Let me read them to you. I wrote them down because I, I don't always remember names well. Let me pull it up. Okay. I watched it. I watched it once and I wasn't paying attention. And then everybody was DMing me, oh my God, the mean girls, the mean girls. So I was like, I got to watch it again because I missed what the fuck you were talking about. Okay. So here are my thoughts. One, it's back on tomorrow. I will be watching when it's back on tomorrow. Two, I think Kwame is a liar. (laughs) I don't know why he went on the show. I don't think he went on the show to find love. I think he just went on the show to go on the show. And... I gathered this because he's messy. He was in that pool flirting with Micah and everybody tried to pin it that it was just on Micah. It was, it was on Micah too, but you're going to tell me he wasn't leaning into that. And then he went in that, he went into back into that hotel room with Chelsea trying to say, like, I was just being polite to her. What was I going to say? She was saying this. He put it all on her and trying to say, I was just trying to be polite. Get the fuck out of here. When he was fucking leaning in and looking at her hand, he was. You're telling me you've never experienced that. You're telling me that's never happened to you. You know the look. And if you know the look, I want you to go to my fucking Instagram, My Basics Podcast, and I want you to fucking DM me and confirm, okay? And I will post the confirmations. I can't be the only one that knows what, what I'm talking about. The way he leaned in and made eye contact and looked at her ring and gave her the it should have been us. It should have been me fucking eyes. Okay. You're telling me you've never experienced that. We all know that look. And that's exactly what he did. He cried over Micah. He loves that bitch. He just picked Chelsea to stay on the show. He should have just left when it wasn't Micah. But he wanted to stay on the show. He wanted to get some ass. So he picked Chelsea. Chelsea. He picked the other, he picked second best. She knew she was second best to him. I don't think she's second best in life, but she knew she was his second choice. So some of this is on her and she's eating up every fucking thing he says. And then when they're all shacked up and whose house is it? Is it her house? They're all shacked up in his house and she's talking about kids and wanting to be married. He's like, okay, now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He just, he don't want it with her. He doesn't want to stay with her. He wanted to stay on the show. He wanted someone to hook up with. He wanted a free trip to Mexico. He wanted somebody in his bed in Mexico. He de- he doesn't want to marry that girl. I don't know what's going to happen come time that they get to the altar. But I just, I don't find him to be very genuine. I think he may have been genuine with Micah. But I don't think... He's for real with Chelsea. I think he just wanted like a cute girl to hook up with in Mexico. The other thing is, I think he watches too many movies (laughs) because he's very dramatic. Even the leaning in at the pool, when he was leaning in towards Micah and was holding her hand, looking at the ring and making eye contact and biting his lip and kind of giving her those should have been me vibes. You watch too many movies. Like someone put rom-com. His mom was playing rom-coms in the house. Okay. He was watching novellas. He was watching them. Okay. He took that in. He watches way too many movies. He went after Micah didn't choose him. He went back into the, he went back into the, um, the boy's dorm and cried, cried. You, all you did was talk through. I'm sorry. I know that it's the whole premise of the show, but like. Be fucking for real. All you did was talk through a wall and you're fucking crying. That's like, come on. I know there's a lot of alcohol and alcohol does make these things extra dramatic. And that's why you saw a lot of mean girl behavior. That's why you saw a lot of dramatics and tears. But come on. I mean, (laughs) come on. What is she asking me? Hold on, my sister. Oh, she she wants five seconds to summer tickets (laughs) and she just texted me. Do you have a Citibank card? (laughs) Girl, (laughs) her birthday is coming up. But like Jesus. Okay, back to the show. Chelsea is a little too desperate and I don't understand why, because she's. I mean, doesn't she fit the beauty standards like. Uh, There's no excuses, babe. What's going on? But maybe she just feels like she can't connect because she is tiny and cute. Girls who are look a specific way get so objectified. I mean, there's no winning when you're a woman and trying to date. So I know it goes across the board for all different reasons. But specifically with tiny blondes, they get objectified and sexualized off the bat. So she might have, I can't remember she mentioned why she did the show. But still, I think she needs to hold out a little bit more. I think she was a little desperate. And I think once she saw Kwame, I think that's her type. Because she was going on and on about how they hooked up and how how they had chemistry and how she liked it. That I think it happened in the reverse. I think when she saw him, she started objectifying and sexualizing him, right? Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't buy that they have a true connection I think that they have ulterior motives and it just works at the moment, but I don't think it's long-term. Like, I think she likes him more for his body and their chemistry and also probably a little bit competitive because she saw that Micah was flirting with him too. And I think Micah regrets her decision. I think Micah would have rather had went with Kwame. They should, they should just go together. Like, <laughs> like I think Chelsea should leave the show, and maybe the, the producer should put her on the next season, like do like a crossover, and then I think Kwame and Micah should link up, and I wonder if they will. But that's what I think should have happened. Okay, what's next on my list? Micah is definitely a mean girl. And I think she plays it sweet because Paul's mom was all over it. But I think she's a mean girl. But I also think Paul is a mean girl. He gives me very finance bro, which is also a mean girl. I don't like Paul. I really don't. He looks cute in like a couple of scenes from far away. But I did not like, I didn't like, I don't like his fucking vibe. I can't explain it. Don't like his vibe. Irina, okay, here's the thing. I know that Irina came off like a mean girl and she probably is. But what I really didn't like is she was treating... What's his name? Hold on. Did I write it down? What is his fucking name? Is it Zach? She was treating Zach like he picked her up at a bar. Like she was annoyed that he was hitting on her. Like, girl, you're on on a fucking dating show that has to do with not knowing what the other person looks like. It's based on connection and personality. You did a fucking te- they. What they do for the show is you do like a test. And I guess they have like an algorithm that pairs people up. So it's supposed to work really well. It's supposed to put you with your perfect match or whatever. And who knows if that's even true. But that's the premise of the show, babe. You signed up, filled out paperwork, did interviews to be matched with someone. Yet she still fucking treated him like he was hitting on her at a bar. Like, this is not like a random, you met him at a bar type of situation. And you're like, oh, my God, who is this? Lo-? She's treating him like, who's this loser? Like, buying me drinks. Baby, you signed up for the show, too. Like, why are you treating him like you didn't sign up for the same show? It Like, that was very weird to me. Just no respect for him at all. I could see if you weren't attracted to him because I saw that in the comments. I was reading comments and people were like, you guys are shaming her, she wasn't attracted to him. That's not, no, 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 no. It's okay if you're not attracted to him and then you saw him and you were like, yeah, it's not working for me. But to blatantly disrespect him as if he's annoying you and picked you up at a bar. When you signed up for the show, you signed up to go to Mexico. I think she wanted a free trip to Mexico to hang out with the girlfriends that she made there. Because why are you treating him like that? Like that part didn't make sense to me. Now, if they did meet, if they did meet at a bar, oh, hold on my fucking computer. If they did meet at a bar, I could see how she would act like that. Like, same. I'd be probably fucking rude to a guy talking to me at a bar too. But I didn't sign up for a dating show. Like, you signed up to be connected with someone that you could not visually judge how they look. The second you see him, you bring up his looks. In a negative way. That, to me, is so immature. I think she has some learning to do, and I think that she didn't really think it through. Like, I don't know if she wanted to be the villain, and maybe she just wants a career in reality TV, because I could see that happening. If you've always wanted to be on reality TV, this is like a fast track to do that. You just become the villain on a fucking dating show. But she's too immature, because now you're on a Netflix show being rude for no reason. Like you look, to me, she just looks like not that bright. Like you're not that bright. You sign up for the show and you're treating him like a fucking weirdo at a bar when really like you both signed up for the show. Very strange. And then she was being a mean girl, teaming up with Micah, being fucking rude to the other girls. She grew up watching Bad Girls Club. (laughs) She grew up watching The Real World or something. I don't know how old she is, but she grew up watching Jersey Shore. She just wanted to be on reality. This is what I think. She just wanted to be on reality TV and be the villain. That's what she wanted. I don't think she really wanted a connection because even so, wouldn't you, I, listen, I'm rude to men that I meet outside when someone hits on me, when someone wants to buy us a drink, I'm fucking rude. Okay. But if I signed up for a show where I wanted to date someone and we didn't, and and, and in person, I wasn't feeling the vibe. You could still be respectful. Like, you could still, like, be nice about it. There's ways to be nice about it because I feel like Zach went into it very genuine. Now, he's a little dramatic for my taste. <laughs> the singing has to stop. <laughs> like, you gotta stop, babe. He's another one. Watched way too many movies. He wanted to be the cool guy in a rom-com so bad. It's not your role, babe. You're. He's really, really sweet. I think he's very genuine, and I think he's just a little bit of a dummy. Like, he knows he should have picked Bliss from the beginning. I think there's something Irina said when they were in the pods that gave him a little bit of, I need to prove something to himself. Like, didn't she say so- Oh, fuck. Tell me if you know what I'm talking about. Did she say something about being Russian or... And then he said something like my ex-girlfriend's Russian, or maybe I'm making this up, my ex-girlfriend's Russian, her mom didn't like me, something like that. There was something going on where he wanted to prove something to himself. So he picked Irina. I don't think he picked Irina because he really felt a connection to her. He picked Irina because something was said where he was like, he felt a challenge because isn't he an attorney? He likes a challenge. And then I think in, when he got there, he was just so excited. I also think these men are very horny and they act out that way. I think um, he was just so excited and thought like, oh my God, this girl really likes me, the way she was talking in the pods. And then he got shut down. I do think he's genuine though. I think that he's really looking for love and he really, he he's really given it his all, but I don't think him and Bliss are gonna make it to the altar. Oh, Another thing about Paul, something I really didn't like, is he kept bringing up sex in the pods. Like he would low-key try to talk about it. Didn't Chelsea or Micah ask him, oh, if you only had three weeks left to live, like what would you, what would you, what would we do? And he was like, we would spend it in bed. And then she kind of segued from that and tried to make it less sexual. And he was still trying to make it sexual. And then when they were in Mexico, I don't think they hooked up. And he said something about it. And she was like, yeah, but I'd rather take it slow because she just fucking met him and she don't want him anyway. She wants to be a Kwame. And then he was like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We should take it slow. Bullshit. He's another one that just wanted to go to Mexico and hook up with a girl. Like, I don't know why he, he probably can't get girls because his vibe is off, but he was, he's online too much. He's got chronically online syndrome. I think he's the type that's on every dating app. I think he's the type that slides in DMs and says weird stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if there's things that come out after tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Is tomorrow the, do they make it to the altar or not? Like, I can't remember what tomorrow's episodes are, but I wouldn't be surprised if after tomorrow, there are stuff that comes out like screenshots of him being creepy on the fucking internet. Like he's on the internet sexting, way too much he's got fucking reddit pages being weird that's the vibe he gives me because he was trying to sexualize everything too fast and again this is a show about connecting with people emotionally not based on physical things and here you go talking about sex which is physical like why are you doing also these girls are just meeting you yes you're talking through a wall you're getting to know each other and they always say like oh one day in the pod is like a month You still have never met. You still don't really know each other. You still have not met his family. You still have never been in his house. And you're expecting these girls to hook up with you the first night you're in Mexico. Like, it's creepy to me. Hold on, I need some water. Okay, moving on. Tiffany, she seems like a sweetheart. And she also seems like she's a lot of fucking fun. When she fell asleep in the pod... And then the girls came to get her and she was, she woke up ready to party. Her first question wasn't even, oh my God, where is he? That was like her fourth question. <laughs> and I think they told her like he left. And then she realized, but she woke up ready to party. I think she's probably a good fucking time. She just seems so well-rounded to me. And she seems like she was just too good for so many men that she couldn't meet any. And that's why she went into the pods. Like that's why she did the show. Cause she's having a hard time finding someone Am I getting another fucking package? Probably. Because she's freaking out by the door. Yeah, I think she's amazing. Now, I don't know if they'll make it to the altar because something about Brett is just off to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because he's too good to be true. So it freaks me out. That might be the case because he comes off so good. He bought her that beautiful bathing suit. He compliments her. He seems very grown and mature. He's so open. He's like, well, I was thinking, I was thinking, like before they were even at his place, he said, I was thinking, if you didn't like this one, I'll get another one in the building. Like he's ready and planned. It is such a turn on. He's planned. He's ready. His intentions are there. He respects her body. He thought of her. He says all the right things. That's, it's creepy to me. How? To me, it's too good to be true. I have trust issues. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Like, does he have a wife somewhere? <laughs> does he have a micropenis? Why is he so sweet? Why? Not just sweet, but like, he's not too much either. Because Zach is sweet, but he's like a lot. Like, that could be a little nauseating. Like, the singing. But Brett is really sweet, but in a sexy way. Like, you can almost feel safe. He's also good looking with a great body. So not only is he good looking, but he has a great body too. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's too good to be true. Like that couple, I get why she was all crying. Oh my God. Yeah. Like some, did he, what is going on? What is going on with him? Does he have a kid somewhere? Like why, why is he so prepared and so, Classy, And I don't like to use that word, but I can't think of a better word at the moment. Gen- gentlemanlike. Why? Why? That's my theory. So far, I, I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I can't give him my full trust because he's a little too good to be true. And it freaks me out. I'm hoping that he really is a great guy and not like hiding fucking anger issues somewhere. But I don't trust none of these men. And he just seems too good to be true. Okay, Jackie. Oh my God, Jackie. Gorgeous. She is fucking gorgeous, but what a fucking manipulative, crazy person. She's doing a lot. And I don't know if they're Frank. I keep that in mind, like the Franken edits. So, Franken edits are when they just chop up all of the dialogue they have and make it seem more crazy than it is. So, I don't know if that's the case or if she is truly this manipulative. She really is. She puts, she does a lot, okay? She does a lot. And if that's your headspace, why'd you go on the show? Do you know what I mean? Because I don't believe in that. I believe in like, I don't think that people with uh, mental health issues shouldn't be allowed to date or anything, but I do think you need to be on some type of road of self-love and and wanting to figure it out before you get into a relationship and just think that your partner is going to fix all that for you. And that's what she gives to me, like, and I'm on the girl's side always, like, I get wanting your man to do all of that and more, but I don't know, some of it gave me a little bit of manipulation, but, however, I don't feel bad for him because he fucking eats it up. He fucking eats it up. He loves everything she's doing. He loves that fucking drama. You could, t- I'm sorry, you could tell. And I don't know if they'll make it all the way or if he'll be like, I just can't like you just it was just way too much too soon. But I do think he's enjoying it. Like, I think he's like, I think he's enjoying the how she stresses him out. I really do. And I don't know why she causes all the stress to him. But she's dramatic as fuck. Okay, and I hate saying anything negative about. A woman like I feel bad saying that because I'm thinking like does she really have mental health issues I don't know but just based on the show okay I'm willing to eat my words just based on the show she's manipulative the whole thing was crazy the whole thing was crazy bliss seems like a sweetheart and I kind of hope she does keep her guard up I hope that she doesn't stay with Zach not because he's not a sweetheart I think he's a sweetheart too but don't ever don't Fucking ever be anyone's second choice. And I, I stand on that. She deserves to be someone's first fucking choice, no matter what the situation is. I don't care how many times he apologizes. I don't care how good their fucking connection is. Don't be someone's second fucking choice. If you are not the first girl, move on to somebody else because some, you're going to be somebody else's first choice. Your person should have been all over you to begin with. Like, he literally picked someone else, stayed with her through Mexico, and then finally was like, I can't fucking do this. After how long? And wasn't she the one that was like, yeah, this." she initiated their breakup. So it wasn't even him that was like, I can't fucking do this. You're rude as fuck. You don't fucking like me. Like, I could see if he met her and when she was like, you look like a cartoon, and he was like, actually, I think I made a mistake. I could see if it was that point right there because everyone kind of had like two options but you he stayed all through mexico and then was like i think i made the wrong choice and then went went to go look for bliss no no honey don't ever allow someone to put you second place chelsea too like i don't know why they're so comfortable with this that's a big no If you weren't first on his list, like, oh, I'm picking Bliss. Like, that's my girl. I don't care about the other one. I want Bliss and Bliss only. Yes, Irina's sweet and I like talking to her, but Bliss is my girl. If that's not how that went, don't do it. Don't do it. A man needs to prioritize you first, always. And you can go meet a different guy who's going to pick you first. And he he can go meet a different woman that he's going to pick first. But even that, like, what are you going to do? Your whole relationship? Think about it. You mean to tell me that's not going to sit in the back of your head? Like, mm, but he did pick me second. <laughs> he did like her first. And then I was the second option. Like after she rejected him, then he came, then he came back to me. Like what? Bliss, you're too good for that. She's smart. She's beautiful. And she's very sweet. And I know she had her guard up, but didn't she eventually say yes? I was really high at that point. <laughs> You got to think past 10 o'clock, I'm high, baby. I'm high. So I do my best (laughs) after 10 p.m., PM, I'm high as a kite. So I don't know if she said, I'm pretty sure they ended up engaged, but I hope that she says no. I hope that she gets her check and fulfills her contract. But I hope that at the altar, she's like, no, because I want to be someone's very, very first choice i don't want any i don't want to be with someone who doubted it to begin with got rejected and then circled back around no that's not chelsea too always never do that please um my next thing on my docket is i like zach but he watched way too many movies i think i already said that and then i said i wrote this high like please don't sing and cool it that's what i wrote so those are my love is blind thoughts tomorrow's the seventh i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be watching it Tomorrow, I want to switch my closets because I have all my winter coats out, but it's looking like we're done with that. So I want to, I'll be going through my clothes. I probably will have a closet sale, by the way, on my Poshmark. Um, Sometimes I post my Poshmark on my personal IG. I'll post it on my podcast if you want, but I'm going to go through my closet. I think tomorrow and switch out, put all my winter coats away bring out my summer stuff and get like spring, summer things ready so that way I'm not so depressed (laughs) during the hot months. A lot of stuff I have is brand new because I'm a fucking moron and that's what I do. I'll buy stuff, it'll have tags on it or I'll take the tags off, think I'm gonna wear it and then by the time I wanna wear it, I don't wanna wear it anymore and then it just sits here. So I have tons of stuff. I think I'm gonna do a closet sale if I don't donate it or if my mom and sisters don't want it or whatever. So if you're interested, let me know and I'll share. you. Yeah, if you're interested, let me know and I'll give you the podcast, my Poshmark link. But that's what I think I'm going to do tomorrow. So I think I'm going to watch Love is Blind while I do that tomorrow. Ooh, that sounds like a good Friday night. (laughs) Doesn't it? Oh, I'm getting excited. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. So I'll, we'll reconvene next week about the updates. Um, Okay, this is something I want to... I'll save that for next week, if I can, if I do post an episode. So anyway, let me get into the update about my friend who texted me. First of all, thank you so much. There's so many of you who reached out and were just as involved. And that's how I think of you guys in my head. It's a very parasocial relationship we have. I don't know if it's healthy or not, but, but whatever, we're doing it. And... I said in last week's episode that I never uploaded, that doesn't exist, that my friend texted me, the one that I made an episode about called I'm a bad friend. Well, I didn't, it wasn't necessarily about her because I want to reiterate, it wasn't just about her. It was about a cautionary tale and my personal development with being a woman and having female friendships. So this was not like, because I hate the thought that it like could have been like manipulation to get her to tech. That is not the case at all. I made it because I have little sisters and they go through their friendship things as well. And I talk about this kind of stuff with my friends all the time, even with you guys. Even before I made the episode, I've had a lot of you reach out to me as far as like, what do I do about this friend? What do I do about this friend? I don't know about you, but I had my Saturn return. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Saturn return the last three years. And I did a lot of self reflecting for many reasons, for many reasons. And this was one of the things on my to do list to self reflect on. And as I was going through so many good things in my life, I would find myself miss, like almost like a a knee jerk reaction, like, oh my God, I wanna tell this person. And then you're like, oh, I can't tell this person. (laughs) And I was also disappointed in myself with the way I handled handled it and maybe I don't always learn my lesson but I I feel like I'm I'm the type that does like there's some things where I absolutely learn my lesson like if in the past someone told me you complain a lot I don't complain anymore do you know what I mean so as I was reflecting these were things that I felt and I also felt it was so important to talk about because female friendships are always put on the back burner always how many times do you not saying that this was the case this I didn't choose my fucking boyfriend over my friends that that's not something I did but I'm just using this as an example how many girlfriends do you have that forgive their boyfriends more than they forgive their friends this is a common occurrence this is not I'm not saying specifically this is what happened I'm saying this is what I hear when when I tell ask you guys you want advice on anything, when I read stuff, when I scroll, this is something that happens. And I believe that female friendships are way more important. It should be the reverse. It should be as soon as he fucks up, let him go. If your friend fucks up, why don't you talk it out, communicate and see what you can do and work on that relationship. Because something that I hear a lot about and see a lot about, and I can't give away anybody else's drama, stuff but at the end of the day it's not really the husbands or the boyfriends who are there for you and it might seem like it in the thick of it but end of life care it's usually women who are surrounded by people and men who die alone and i think it speaks volumes and you know i'm in my very like (laughs) anti-misogyny era So these are a lot of things that I constantly think about and want to bring to my podcast because I hate, this is not like a girl boss, like I'm not trying to fucking tell you to go quit your nine to five and do all that type of shit. But this is a podcast of cautionary tales. So I felt like that was such an important part of my life and an important topic to discuss. So the podcast was from my point of view and my story. It wasn't like, oh my God, I hope she texts me. So when she did text me, I was like, which one of you motherfuckers sent to the link? Who ratted me out? Who sent it to her and I was like, you gotta fucking listen to this? So I went into it thinking that's what happened. I thought someone sent it to her. So here's what happened if you didn't listen to last week. I made that episode. She ended up hearing it and texting me. I think it was like a week or two later. Um, And in the text, she was very sweet, very kind and asked if I wanted to go get drinks or coffee or dinner or whatever. And obviously I was like, holy shit. I, it caught me off guard. It really did. I One of my friends said, she's going to text you. Like, I don't know anyone who could listen to that episode and not text you. I was thinking, no, she's not. And rightfully so. Like, I wouldn't text me either. I That's what I was thinking. I did not expect it I didn't think she would text me. So I didn't put out the episode thinking she would. I put out the episode thinking even if she did hear it, she's still going to be like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> and not that I did anything horrible. I really didn't. I didn't do anything horrible. She didn't do anything horrible. It was not anything so dramatic. It's just like the principal being a grudge holder, being stubborn, like that type of thing. I make Because I'm making it sound like I did something terrible. I didn't do anything terrible. I just, ne- I just ghosted her pretty much. Like... I just ghosted her because of shit that came up. But nothing crazy happened. And I didn't expect it. I really didn't expect it. So I said yes to going to get drinks. And I made a joke and I said, yeah, drinks. Because I'm going to need at least two martinis. Well, bitch, did I have martinis? Because I fucking threw up. I was so hungover that the next morning... (laughs) The next morning I was fucking puking at like 5 a.m. I puked up, but also I checked the bill. I didn't have that many drinks. Do you know what I mean? Like the bill wasn't that expensive. I don't know. So I don't know if it's just I didn't eat enough prior to going or if there was something wrong with the food because two things, there wasn't that many drinks on the bill and I don't throw up like that's not normal for me. That doesn't happen. And maybe it doesn't happen because I don't drink a lot. I drink maybe once a month, maybe like I don't drink a lot at all. I wish I fucking could, bitch, but I don't because I get so hungover, meaning like a headache and exhaustion. But I don't drink. I just don't drink a lot. So I also don't throw up like that. I was very sick the whole next morning So I don't know if it was the food because we ordered, we did end up getting food. So I made reservations at Bocce. It's on Staten Island. I said I would never go back there, but like, in my opinion, they make some of the best martinis and I love the bartender there. She looks like she's such a baddie. I fucking love her. She doesn't even know I exist. (laughs) She probably sees so many people, but I really like her and she makes an amazing martini. She's there on Friday nights if you want to check it out. She's really cool. And she gave me a Newport once when I was drunk. And I thought that was so fucking cool. Like, she's a bad bitch. So I like going there. So I made reservations to go there. And I figured if we have a little food, we have a little food. I just didn't want to do like a dinner because I felt like that's too much. I don't know about you, but I can't have any like heavy or potentially heavy conversations over a fucking entree. Like, are you crazy? We're going for fucking drinks. And then if you want to pick up food, we'll pick a food. But like, no. So I made reservations at Bocce and um, she was cool with that because I asked, obviously, like, do you have anywhere in mind or do you want me to choose? Like, what's too far? Blah, blah, blah. So I made it for there because I figured it's a really nice place. It's a little, I wouldn't say it's the most bougie, but it's pretty nice for Staten Island. We don't have like Michelin fucking restaurants here, but do we? No, I don't think we do. But it's a pretty nice restaurant. And I also think it's like girly. Like it's cute inside. It's very pretty. They usually have music playing. They have good appetizers. They have good food. And th- do you hear my AC? I hope you don't. I'll shut it off next time. If I- I'll try to listen back later and see if you can hear it. So if you can hear it, I'll have it off next time. But I, keep the- I have the AC on for Chi Chi in case it gets too hot. Um... Okay, so I picked bocce and when I got there, so my boyfriend dropped me off because I already had a martini, but I do that. Like I wasn't nervous when I'm getting ready. I like to have a little cocktail as I'm getting ready because it adds to the fun. I wasn't nervous. I think I was really excited. Like I was excited um, leading up to it. And again, I didn't feel nervous, but I don't get that way. I don't know why. I think I used to when I was in my 20s. I used to get so fucking nervous before we would go out. I would get so much anxiety before we would go somewhere. And now in my life, I really don't. Like, it just doesn't hit me that way. I think because I learned a lot of people skills. And I really worked through my social anxieties where I I know how to handle myself. And I also know myself very well at this age. I've done a lot of work. I've done... I've just really worked on my confidence where social situations don't really bother me because I know me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know me. I'm able to handle a lot of shit now, especially with like social interactions, awkward interactions. I knew that some points may be... I was... Okay, here's what I was expecting. I was expecting that maybe it would be slightly awkward or maybe it would go slow or like that's what I was expecting I wasn't expecting it to be like chum chum and bubbly off the bat so she was there she was like two minutes before me so she texted me that I'm she was like I'm here and I said okay you can go inside like if you want you know because there's a little bar um just in case she didn't want to stand outside because it was cold she was said no I'll wait And I was like oh that's very nice like that's very nice <laughs> So when we pulled up, we said hello, and then we went inside. I felt comfortable right away. I don't know if she felt comfortable right away, but everything was, you know, it went nice. She was bubbly. She seemed like she was in a really good mood. We went to our table right away. I thought there might have been a wait, because sometimes if you make a reservation on a Friday night, it takes a little bit, and then you could sit at the bar. Like, I planned it out in my head, (laughs) I'm a good host babe and I'm a great date. So, I plan these things out just to make sure like nothing's uncomfortable. And I figured we would probably sit and get drinks at the bar first, but no, we went straight to the table. So I was like, "Oh, this is great." Um and I don't remember a lot because <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I I think I had more to I don't know. Did I have more to drink than I thought? I don't fucking know, but we definitely talked about things and we were chummy right away, which I did not expect. I had such a good time. I don't know if she did, but I, I mean, I think so. She didn't say anything. We're still texting casually. So I'm like, oh, she probably had a good time. <laughs> but I had a good time. Um, We did talk about some stuff. it We didn't like unpack what happened. But she basically, I feel like, she updated me on a lot. Like she told me everything that's been going on the past three years, which obviously I'm not going to disclose to you guys. You know, you know how it is. I can't tell you everything. Um, she updated me on her life for the past three years. And what else? I, I got to update her about Cher. Like I told her about Cher. I think she's, did she say like what's new? And I was like, I had a baby. Or maybe I just said it because I'm fucking annoying. I was like, I had a baby. And she's she looked at my body like what, bitch? <laughs> and then I showed her pictures of Cher. Um, yeah, we just we talked a lot about, you know, how her life's been for the last three years. And then towards like the end, like we we ordered pizza, we ordered like a personal pie. And then I think I said, because this is what I do, I'll get drunk and be like, you wanna come back to the house and see Cher? We can have drinks. Like, this is what the fuck I do, right? And I'll talk to my work before I go because he fucking knows I do this. And he don't mind. This is not a bad thing. But this is my MO. Like, I'll have a few drinks. And I'm like, do you wanna come back to the house We'll have a fucking cocktail? Because I have a bar and all that. Like, we're good hosts. So I'm always like, you wanna come back and see Cher? Like, it takes nothing, bitch. So... We got the check and then um, we went, I said that. I said, do you want to come see Cher? And she was like, yes, <laughs> which I was shocked. But I, th- I think that's nice. And then I called my boyfriend. <laughs> I don't even think I called him, actually. I think I sent him a voice note or I tried to call him and I couldn't hear him. I don't know. But I sent a voice note and I was like, we're coming back to the house. Get make me a martini. <laughs> fucking drunk as shit. But this is also why I don't drink because I get a little you know what I mean? I get a little too excited, get carried away. So we go back to my house. I'm not far from Bachi. We go back to my house and we hung out here, we had drinks here. And I don't do I remember a lot of No, she she was talking to my boyfriend for a little bit because you have to understand, they know each other for a long time too, right? Um, when, when you're friends with someone for a long time, they're going to know your partner as well. So she, they knew each other as well. So they were catching up. And what else? There's like a lot I can't tell you because a lot of it's her personal information. Oh, I think on the way we did talk a little bit about like, are we friends again type of thing? And I was like, yeah, obviously, bitch. Like (laughs) if you, if I said, if you want to be, if you, if you would like to be friends, like, yes, of course. But here's the thing. I felt like I was more drunk than I intended to be. And I don't think it's because I drank a lot. I think it's because I didn't eat a lot. Because if I'm too busy getting ready, like what was this, a Friday? If I'm too busy getting ready and all that, I don't eat throughout the day. So I think that's what happened. Because I was very drunk. So I would love to hang out with her again and have a sober conversation. Um... I was thinking about that I'm, because we've been texting casually, but nothing like crazy. I was thinking about texting and asking if she would like to get coffee. I just like, I don't think I have time this weekend. But texting and seeing if she wants to get coffee sometime and like do something sober. (laughs) So that way, because I do do remember the conversation. I don't want to make it like I wasn't even there. I do remember the conversations and I did have a lovely time. I really did. It was so much fun. Like, I had so much fun and it was probably the most fun I had in a while because I do have friends and I hang out with people, but you know how it is. like It's different when you have a different type of connection with someone. Like, Like the most fun I have ever is with my mom and my sisters because it's about comfort and safety and just like your inside jokes and the people who get you type of thing so I did have a lot of fun. It was like a refreshing type of fun, like someone who knows my personality and knows who I am. But now that I reflect on it, I'm like, fuck, I was so drunk. Like, I don't even know if she felt that way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I was fucking annoying. I don't know if I was too drunk and irritating. And I don't have, I don't get that like hangover anxiety of like, oh my God, why did I say that? Because I don't say a lot either. I could make great conversation, but I'm really good at not oversharing or overindulging to an embarrassing level (laughs) and I really wanted to provide her the space to tell me whatever she wanted to right like I really wanted to make her feel safe and feel like you know I'm here if she if there's anything she wants to tell me I'm open to conversation if there's anything she wanted to unpack like stuff like that But I feel like I was more drunk than I intended, and I would love to just do that again, but sober, you know? So that's the update. I think it went well. I had a lovely time. I'm guessing she had a nice time. I didn't, like, ask because I was so fucking hungover the next day. (laughs) I feel like I should have asked the next day, but I was throwing up. It was 5 a.m., and I woke up and was so sick. And I was sick. I had to chug Pepto because I'm not about to suffer. And then finally I felt better. Um, I was chugging water. And that, again, that never happens to me. So I don't know if it was the food. And then, yeah. And the whole next day I just kind of slept. And it took over my weekend because I was hungover forever. But I would love to hang out again and be sober because I don't want to drink for a while. This is what I mean. I'll get like, I'll drink once a month and then be like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so I'm gonna text her and make plans as soon as I know my schedule. Um, I'm probably gonna make my schedule tomorrow because I'm, I'm too busy today, but I'm gonna ask her if she would like to get coffee, like something sober. <laughs> Do you wanna go for lunch or whatever? Something with less alcohol or we can get drinks, but I will be limiting myself. I will be limiting myself to one martini with a lot of food and water because I would love to um, have more conversation with her and not be so fucking drunk, you dumb bitch, talking to myself. So I think it went well. And um, and I've told you guys this before. I'm not a high maintenance friend. So there's I'm not looking for anything specific. And I I had no plan. Like I had no intention of this even happening. I had no idea that it would happen. So it was all pretty quick and I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. I don't think, I don't even think it's healthy to like jump right back into it. Um, I think it's safer and the most healthy to give it space and, re get to know each other because not a lot changed from what I gathered, but I know that I change I didn't change and I did. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm still fucking unhinged when I go out and <laughs> I'm still, you know, the party don't stop. But as far as the way I process things and handle situations, I did kind of change. So, you know, there's no rush and I had a lovely time and I hope she did as well. I think I was drunk. I did ask if I could talk about this, by the way. I was respectful. I, w- I wouldn't just come on and like say a bunch of shit if she didn't give me consent to talk about it. And I think I was drunk and asked her if she would come on the pod and she said yes. But I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? What are we gonna talk about here? Like, <laughs> I don't know. So maybe down the road, I have no idea what's gonna happen. But um, yeah, it was lovely. And you know, I hope that we can hang out again. And I love that she met Cher. Cher really liked her. <laughs> Cher was like giving her belly and saying hi to her and being really sweet. And Cher doesn't like everybody. So I thought that was nice. And yeah, that's really it. So if there's any more updates, I mean, there's only so much I can update you on, right? Because I can't like give everything away. There's still, We still got to have some privacy, But as of right now, we're casual friends. We followed each other on Instagram. One of you peeped that, which is so fucking funny to me. Somebody DM'd me and she was like, she was like, I'm guessing it went well because you're following each other? I can't, that's so cute. I do the same shit though, I'm nosy. Uh, Yes, we're following each other and she made a TikTok because of course I couldn't shut the fuck up and I was like, you have to make a TikTok. She didn't have one, bitch. She didn't have one this whole time. That's crazy. I was like, nah, you gotta get on TikTok, girl. We got to get you right on TikTok. And we're friends on TikTok too. And I said that I would send her a bunch of videos. My, okay, I don't know what's happening. I meant to tell her this. We follow each other, right? For some reason, it keeps telling me that she doesn't follow me, but she did. And sometimes I could send her a video and sometimes I can't. Like right now it says messages cannot be sent since the user isn't following you. Then I go to her page and she is following me. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what's going on, but I'm trying to send her the good TikTok videos and, like, get her involved into that world, and... Oh, shit. I I just opened TikTok to read it. What does that say? Hold on. Oh. ooh! all right. I got to get on my phone, guys. So that's the update, and thank you so much for, you know, being my friend through this because this is huge. I'm, like, minimizing it and making it, like, yeah, we had a nice time, but it is kind of huge. Because it was something that was so, that, re- okay, I forgot to say this part. Let me say this part before I sign off because I do got to get back to work. It's one o'clock. I got to, I got to go walk Chichi chi and everything. Like I got to take a sh- I got to, I got shit to do. I got to go to the CPA soon and I'm fucking getting nervous, bitch. <laughs> um, so remember I said I felt a lot of grief. I still do have grief because there's still people in my life that, you know, there is no, With her, I'm thinking, I'm seeing that this is something we can resolve, but there are people in my life where there's no resolve, unfortunately, and I've tried several times. But for this situation, um, what's the word? I feel like I felt, I feel like maybe the word is closure, Maybe the word is closure, but that's why I would like to hang out uh, uh, more maybe and have maybe more conversations if she wants to. There's no pressure, of course. Like, no, she doesn't owe me shit. No pressure. But I do feel different. Like, I don't feel that burden of grief anymore, which is nice, <laughs> which is really nice. I don't feel that anymore. Um, And... And maybe it's still something I'm processing. I don't know. I haven't really had time to like process and think about it. But that's how I feel as I talk to you now. I feel like I don't have that burden of grief from that aspect of my life. Do I still hold grief for other things? I do. I was crying last night. Full moon energy. <laughs> there are other things that, uh, you know, bother, make me upset or I feel like I mourn all the, all the time. But... um. And maybe I will always mourn like our past friendship because even though we're talking, of course, there's things that we don't know if things will ever be the same. I don't, and I don't expect it to. I think sometimes, you know, time passes and things change and that's okay. Things are meant to change. And life lessons are meant to be learned, of course. But I do feel like... I don't want to say better about it because that's weird to say, but I just don't feel as grief stricken over it. I feel very like closure, like almost, I don't know. I don't know, but I like to process slow as well. I don't think I have to decide how I feel about it at the moment. I think that as time passes... Um, more processing will take place. And I don't rush that because I feel like trying to decide one feeling and saying how you feel about it is not the best idea. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I have to decide right now, like, oh, I feel like this about it. It should be this way. Like, no, I think, I think it should naturally flow the way it's supposed to. And I plan to be my most genuine self and empathetic and caring. And yeah, I'm hopeful for the future. And I think that it was some, It was just a really nice experience. I think it was, my belly is grumbling because I have to go eat, okay. <laughs> my stomach is literally telling me to shut the fuck up. Okay guys, I'm gonna go, I got work to do. Wish me luck at the CPA because I'm about to throw up. I didn't even have breakfast because I'm fucking nervous, bitch. Um, This is a very long episode and I really thank you for listening and hanging out with me and doing this journey with me. And I don't know what's going to be next. I'll keep you updated on IG stories. Okay. I love you. Bye.